welcome to the Antonio Zamora podcast that discusses a variety of scientific topics. Science in the time of fake news. We live in a time when any information that challenges commonly held views is labeled fake news, even if the information is true. Manipulation of the media causes a significant portion of the population to distrust or question the facts. Divergence of opinions fragments people into groups with opposing ideologies that prevent society from solving problems in a unified way. The manipulation of opinions is not a new phenomenon. It has been common for many centuries in politics, religion, and science. Fake news is the fabrication of false or misleading information. The purpose of fake news is to create emotional reactions that override logical thinking. An angry person acts impulsively without considering alternatives or consequences. Fake news confuses people, creates distrust, and divides public opinion. The resulting divisiveness makes the population more vulnerable for exploitation or further attack. The originators of fake news usually have a covert agenda that is more easily achieved when public opinion is divided. Galileo found that Venus went through phases like the Moon, but these phases could only be explained if Venus went around the Sun, not the Earth. This proved that the Earth was not the center of the universe. Galileo's discovery angered the church leaders of the time, and they tried to discredit the theory by proclaiming that heliocentrism is foolish and absurd in philosophy and formally heretical since it contradicted the Holy Scripture. Authorities often tried to silence dissenting voices through ridicule and coercion. Galileo was sentenced to house arrest until his death. In 1637, René Descartes published his discourse on the method of rightly conducting one's reason and of seeking truth in the sciences. This was a philosophical treatise that outlined the principles of the scientific method. Descartes is credited as the originator of analytical geometry. The Cartesian coordinate system is named after him. In 1663, Descartes' books were placed on the index of forbidden books and Catholics were forbidden from reading them. The scientific method is a procedure consisting of systematic observation and characterization of physical phenomena. The formulation of a hypothesis attempts to explain the observations. Testing the hypothesis by experiments can confirm or reject the hypothesis. A rejected hypothesis may be modified and tested again. The most important part of the scientific method is that a scientific hypothesis should be testable. If a hypothesis cannot be tested, then it is not considered a scientific hypothesis. In 1859, Charles Darwin published his book entitled On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection. The book presented evidence that the diversity of life arose through a pattern of evolution. Darwin's ideas were ridiculed, but they were verified many times and gained wide acceptance as fundamental scientific principles. But even today, 160 years after the publication of Darwin's book, some religious groups are still trying to suppress teaching of evolution and trying to introduce creationism in schools in the United States. In 2012, Mark Boslow and 15 co-authors published their objections to the Younger Dryas Impact event. One of the objections was that the odds of an impact on the Laurentide ice sheet during the specified time period are infinitesimal. The discovery of the Greenland crater in 2018 indicates that the odds may not have been so small after all. 
Boslow and his co-authors stated that the proponents of the impact hypothesis had misinterpreted some of the evidence. In other words, the proponents of the impact hypothesis did not know what they were talking about. This is an ad hominem fallacy that casts doubt on the competence of the opposition as a way to discredit their argument. Accusations of misinterpretation and confusion are commonly used to discredit opponents. Journal editors are supposed to catch these logical fallacies and ask the authors to remove them, but this does not always happen. In this example, the authors say that people who propose that the Carolina base resulted from an extraterrestrial event are simply confused. Scientific research is difficult enough, but some popular TV programs hosted by ancient astronaut theorists propose that historical texts, archaeology, and legends contain evidence that intelligent extraterrestrial beings visited the Earth in ancient times and interacted with human civilization. This is pure fantasy without any supporting evidence. The programs misguide the public because they are broadcast on the History Channel, whose name implies some measure of veracity. The idea that ancient astronauts existed is not taken seriously by most professional researchers, but the possibility of extraterrestrial technological societies cannot be easily discarded as fake news. Many exoplanets orbiting other stars have been found by the reduction of brightness of the star when the planet travels in front of it. Tavis star is unusual because it has long-term dimming. Many hypotheses have been proposed for the dimming, but some astronomers have speculated that the objects eclipsing Tavis star could be part of a megastructure made by an advanced alien civilization to intercept some of the light for their energy needs. Although the alien megastructure hypothesis is highly unlikely, it remains a valid subject for scientific investigation because it is a falsifiable hypothesis. There are several ways to detect fake news. Consider the source. Who are the authors? Is there a date or information that it is something recycled from the past? Read past the headline. Is there support for the claim? Is the article from a respected journal with citations to reliable sources? Check for logical fallacies. Are the facts reported objectively or is the description distorted? Check your biases. We tend to agree with information that confirms our own ideological leanings. Check your emotions. If the news makes you angry, consider that it was probably designed that way. Are other news outlets reporting the same thing? If so, check which sources were used. Here is a list of critical thinking skills. Analysis. Break a whole into parts to discover the relationship and function of the parts. Measure and categorize. We can get insight into many problems by studying its characteristics. Search for information. Read relevant journals and books to see if someone has studied the problem before. Logical reasoning. Check what conclusions can be reached from the data that you have accumulated. Predictions. Does the data that you have collected allow you to make predictions that can be tested? Become an independent thinker. There are many examples of how similar observations can be used to reach different conclusions. You have to become an independent thinker to avoid being manipulated by popular media. How can you decide if global warming is real or not? You can start by collecting information from reliable sources such as the changes in greenhouse gases, the polar ice cover changes, historical temperatures, and the relation between carbon dioxide and temperature. Human industrial activity that relies on burning fossil fuels such as coal and petroleum products has been generating large quantities of greenhouse gases since the start of the Industrial Revolution in 1750. The chart in the upper left is the famous hockey stick chart showing the levels of atmospheric carbon dioxide during the last millennium and its sharp rise during the last century. 
The lower chart shows the monthly mean values of carbon dioxide as a dashed red line, and the black line represents a correction for the average seasonal cycle. The variation in carbon dioxide levels are due to photosynthesis by plants and algae. The Arctic polar ice cap is melting. Satellite images by NASA show approximately a 20% reduction in the Earth's minimum ice cover between 1979 and 2003. Arctic perennial sea ice has been decreasing at a rate of 9% every 10 years. At this rate, the summertime Arctic Ocean will be ice-free before the year 2100. Some countries are already exploring the possibility of navigating from Asia to Europe through the Arctic Ocean. This chart shows the temperature and carbon dioxide levels over the last 450,000 years. Do rising atmospheric carbon dioxide concentrations cause increasing global temperature, or is it the other way around? Carbon dioxide seems to lag about 800 years behind the temperature changes. This implies that increases in carbon dioxide are the result and not the cause of the temperature increases. The last interglacial period from 130,000 to 115,000 years ago had higher temperatures than we see today. The temperature record peaks approximately every 115,000 years. From this point of view, the current global warming is just a natural cycle of the Earth and not a man-made event. The increase of temperature and the increase of carbon dioxide are highly correlated except at the very end when carbon dioxide levels jump above the levels of the past 450,000 years. This jump is clearly the result of burning fossil fuels. If the Earth's temperature rises in response to the level of carbon dioxide, humans will experience higher temperatures than from the time they evolved approximately 200,000 years ago. Scientists at the University of Arizona Department of Geosciences have created maps that show areas susceptible to rises in sea level. The red area of the map shows that a 6-meter or 20-foot rise in sea level would flood Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, and the entire Florida coastline, as well as parts of Orlando and other inland areas. A large portion of the city of New Orleans, Louisiana, is already below sea level and it is protected by flood walls and a pumping system that failed during the passage of Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Most of New Orleans will disappear underwater if the sea rises 6 meters. It is evident that the polar ice caps will continue to melt, either from the Earth's 115,000 year warming cycle or from human combustion of fossil fuels. Global warming is real. There is a large amount of water stored as ice sheets over the land masses of Greenland and Antarctica, and when these melt, the resulting rise in global sea level will flood many coastal areas around the world. The Greenland ice sheet contains enough water to increase the global sea level by 7.3 meters or 24 feet. The West Antarctic ice sheet could raise sea level by 5.8 meters or 19 feet, and the East Antarctic ice sheet could raise the sea level globally by 51.8 meters or 170 feet. The combined effect of melting all the ice on Greenland and Antarctica would result in a sea level rise of 65 meters or 213 feet. We know that this is coming. If we are as smart as we claim to be, we should start planning for it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please visit the YouTube channel or the website for many other interesting topics.